guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. Hi guys, welcome back to the Forking Wellness podcast. We are back with our first official wellness topic since taking our little break because we did a catch-up episode last week and an episode on coffee. But um, this week we're talking about a seasonal eating. I'm really excited because it's like we're getting into fall. Um, mm. Sorry, I'm just going to say this before we enter the podcast. <laughs> I have the worst cold and I'm already quite nasally as a human. And now I just sound so much more nasally. And I'm just so sorry to everyone who's listening. Just bear with me. I'm sure no one minds. I hope not. No, don't turn it off. It'll be a good episode. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> yes. But I feel like now in September, we're like turning the corner for like fall and fall Mm. is my favorite food season. Same. By far. It's just like all cozy foods. Great. Mm -hmm. I'm nasally. Oscar's scratching. I heard Oscar turn up. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just going to mute myself and let you tell us why fall is your favorite. (laughs) Okay. I just feel like it's so cozy. It's like warming. I think of like nice spices and flavors and like just like cozy food, like comforting, but nourishing, like everything you want out of food, basically. Um, It's like soups and stews. And I love soups and stews. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a question for you. Do you like pumpkin spice? Love it. Do you? absolutely love it like pumpkin spice lattes yeah pumpkin spice lattes pumpkin spice desserts like I'm all about pumpkin really I didn't know that about you actually really a little disappointed I feel like I know you love like cinnamon but like I wasn't sure that like pumpkin spice spice, yeah yeah okay no I do see that for you Mm -hmm. I'm not like a pumpkin spice latte kind of girl I feel like you'd like it in like a soup or a casserole though. Love. Yes. You know me and my savory foods. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess we we actually wrote a whole section in our book on seasonal eating and kind of like the benefits, but mm-hmm. I guess we can kind of run through some of them here. Yeah. So I feel like there's loads of great reasons to eat seasonally, um, like sustainability, environmentally, taste, health benefits. Um, particularly like so strawberries are one of my favorite fruits when they're in season I have no time for them when they're not in season that's like um me with mango yeah oh my god same with mango yeah and pineapple it's Mm -hmm. like food does taste better when it's in season in season and it's right even like you can't deny it 100% even in the summer like when you get like a good cherry tomato Mm -hmm. and it's so sweet and refreshing and then you're like oh that's what they should taste like all year round like yeah there's nothing better than eating seasonally and look like I get it like some foods aren't year round and actually that's when we can really rely on frozen foods because they are mainly picked at peak ripeness and then flash frozen so if you really like strawberries like Soph and I do as well then like think about over the winter, like opting for frozen strawberries. And that's a really easy way to make sure that you're getting like the benefits, but not spending a lot. And also like it tastes better. Yeah, definitely. 
And then I guess the other thing is environmentally speaking, something that I think a lot of people don't understand is that when things are out of season, we will source them from Mm -hmm. an area in the world that has it in season, which is often really far away. So we import a lot of fruits and vegetables and that stuff takes a really like a toll on the environment in terms of like shipping. So you're not only Mm -hmm. like shipping it on cargo, like planes or boats, I don't even know, but then also think of like the trucks and the lorries that get it from point A to point B. And then, you know, that's at your supermarket and then you go to your supermarket, you get it. There's a lot of like air mileage Mm. or mileage that just adds up in terms of environmental and it's not such a sustainable way to go about it. Yeah. And honestly, since I, so probably for the last few years, like since I educated myself more and more in regards to nutrition and sustainable and seasonal eating, I really don't support fruits and veggies that aren't in season or I'm sorry, that's better in the background. Um, or I make an effort not to like one, because like we just said, it, it doesn't do anything for me taste wise. I honestly just think it's, it's just also, do you find as well, I'm going off a little bit here, your body kind of doesn't crave or get satisfaction from those foods as much as it does like the different parts of the year because like now that we're coming into autumn I, I'm like my body is excited for those like casseroles and stews and soups yeah. I feel like depending on the season and the weather your body's kind of in I guess it depends how in tune you are with your body but your body's kind of like oh it's that time of year whereas in the summer you kind of crave more fruity like salady smoothie like cold fresher foods yeah definitely then- I mean it's like not a coincidence that like the fresher foods like citrusy or mm-hmm. not even citrusy because citrus is actually in season in the winter as well but like <laughs> um fruity I should say and like salad stuff is you know refreshing and in, in season in the summer and then we transition into the colder weather and we get a lot of like potatoes or root vegetables um and other kind of like cabbages and I don't know, we can go through a list of all the kind of seasonal vegetables for autumn. But yeah, it does like it's more warming. I definitely crave seasonal foods, if that makes Mm, sense. I would actually say I would crave them in summer and fall. I can't actually, I think like fall transitions into winter for me. Yeah. So like, I, I think I crave that like as long as I'm like cold. Well, just thinking about it, I haven't eaten soup since I was in my first trimester and that would have been October, November time. And I haven't had soup since. And I've literally like a week ago, I was like, I can't wait to go to Marks and Spencer's and buy my favorite soup. What's your favorite soup? It's the chunky tomato and lentil one. Oh, I do like that one. Yeah, it's really that good. Was, remember, I had a tomato and lentil soup last year when we said we were going vegan for yes. a week and oh I was God, convinced yeah. it was vegan and then it had cheese in it and I was oh, like oh I do remember that that's why it tasted so good but it was one of those <laughs> tomato and red lentil um it was delicious I actually made tomato soup homemade yesterday which is Did like you? random because I never make homemade soup I might do I mean if I had the time I would love to do a homemade soup yeah like my own tomato and lentil one it was really good and then I put it in my blender and just like blended it all because there were carrots and onions and do you know I really like a tomatoes. chunky soup though that I feel like that's weird that you I like know, chunky it, soup that goes weird, against isn't it? I know <laughs> like that goes against your food preferences 
but you do know me so well <laughs> like that's weird that you like chunky soups but then I think it's because like I love casseroles with all these different yeah, ingredients do. in so maybe I'm like always like a different version of a casserole <laughs> I don't know <laughs> even I don't know why <laughs> that is so funny um but yeah I made homemade tomato soup yesterday which is kind of fall-esque even though tomatoes are in season in the summer but I feel like it's the leftover tomatoes that like you yeah. make the soup with and it's such a good transition into the And I'm like, if you fall. throw in a load of spices as well, yeah. you give it that little bit of a autumnal edge. <laughs> yes, or like um, butternut squash soup, I love. Mm. And actually one of my best friends messaged me yesterday. She goes, do you have Panera in London? And I was like, no, we don't. And no. I feel like it's such a thing that I would love to talk about because Panera does not exist here and we are missing out on the most delicious soups and sandwiches here in the UK. And if anyone from Panera HQ is listening, like, please come overseas. Like, you have a market here. Like, people love soups and sandwiches here. I'm going to sound like the maybe really stupid, but what is that? It's like a chain that's like almost like Pret, but not like Pret at all. Oh, okay. And probably people get really mad at me for comparing it to Pret, but it's probably like the the only other thing that we have here that's like quite similar. It's a chain. It it's more sit down than Pret. Um, less grab and go, but you can get their stuff to go as well. Like they'll sell it in the supermarkets as well. You can get their um, butternut squash soup. I know they sell it at Costco too, which is yum. Um, but they had one on campus when I did my undergrad and we'd always like go there for lunch. They have really good coffee and you get like a, you pick two. I feel like this is an unsponsored ad for Panera, but seriously, (laughs) it's so good. You do like you, you go like, you can get like a small soup and half a sandwich or like half a salad, half a sandwich, half a salad and half a soup. Like you can like mix and match and they come with like the most delicious baguettes you've See, ever America had. America is so much more inventive with the ways they supply food. 100%. I feel like you guys have like those awesome salad bars as well, where you can literally build your own. Yeah, like sweet green. Yes, that's the one. Yes. And I just feel like Panera is the epitome of fall. Mm. And I might all- just like look this up just to have a look. You should look up the Panera butternut squash soup recipe and recreate it. Yeah. It's really good. Do you like butternut squash soup? I feel like you do. Yeah, my mum's just actually literally had for dinner like a butternut squash curry. And it was delicious. I tried some. Yum. Actually, so I wrote down my top fall recipes. I know we're jumping ahead because um, we probably should have spoken a bit more about like the nutritious side of seasonal we can go eating. Back and forth. We'll keep people on their toes. <laughs> you said curry and it just like made me take a pivot. Um, but thinking about the foods that are seasonal and I think they're pretty much the same between the UK and US, maybe slightly different. Um, but I did pull up a list of kind of like September to November foods. Should we read through them and then go into like how we would turn those into meals? Yeah. I love that. Okay. Perfect. I want to try and do this without sniffling, without sneezing. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We have apples, blackberries, butternut squash, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, celery, kale, leeks, onions, parsnips, pears, potatoes, pumpkin, purple sprouted broccoli, spinach, and turnips. Mm, I just love, I don't think there's anything on that list that I don't enjoy. 
yeah it's just like such cozy food mm. anyways um what are your we'll go one for one okay you start. so I'm just gonna go start really basic and say I just love roasting all of the vegetables you just mentioned like all the root vegetables cauliflower is so good roasted um you can chuck in onions like just using up any leftovers and just turn it into like the nicest side dish of all these roasted vegetables with like different flavors and spices and yeah yum I love that and I actually wrote down a, this is like the difference between you and me where like mine's gonna be cold version of that but I wrote like a roasted vegetable salad so all the same stuff that you said, like carrots, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, potatoes, sweet potatoes, whatever. If you roast it in a bit of coconut oil and curry powder, and then you just like add a ton of herbs, and then you add like a herb dressing mm. with some quinoa or spelt or something, oh, delicious. like the best salad. Love it. Okay. So that was mine. So now you got to go again. Cause okay. I did write that one down. Um, so do you remember when I had that obsession with gnocchi? Yeah. <laughs> so I've put pumpkin gnocchi. Um, and you can actually make your own. It's like, it's so easy, but they do also sell it in the fresh pasta section in Sainsbury's for anyone interested. When you say pumpkin, do you mean pumpkin or butternut squash? Pumpkin. Okay. I think people from Australia, when they say pumpkin, they really mean butternut squash. Oh, really? I've had this incident before. That's why I was just checking. Okay. Um, well, you can actually buy pumpkin, like tinned pumpkin puree um, in Sainsbury's, probably in Tesco and Waitrose as well, but Sainsbury's is my local. Um, and you just need flour and it's, it's really easy to make your own. Oh, you don't even, mm. you can just use the puree? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's quite cheap as well. But obviously, if you want to get yourself a nice big pumpkin and hack away at it. Actually, that. hacking away at a pumpkin is really messy and it kind of smells. Yeah, I know it is a messy job, which is why I go for the tinned when yeah. I use it a lot of the time. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I think like most of the tin pumpkin you get here in the UK is like sold in the American aisle of the supermarket. Yeah, it, I can never find it because like sometimes it's in like in Waitrose, for instance, it's in the baking aisle. But in Sainsbury's, yeah, it's literally in like the world food aisle. Yeah. It's like next to like the Warheads and the Twinkies yeah. like, in the American <laughs> yeah. aisle. And those like weird giant marshmallows, which are really not American. Like Yeah, literally. And everyone all because I use pumpkin, I like post quite a lot of pumpkin recipes in the fall, um, autumn. And everyone's always like, oh my god, where do you find your pumpkin? And I'm like, it's literally in Sainsbury's like most of the year, but just no one would ever find it. Yeah, you gotta search for it or just yeah. do it, do a online shop, you'll find yes. it. Yes. When you make pumpkin nookie, how do you make it? Like do you like do you like brown butter and sage like how so would you I don't personally make it myself I'm just saying you can <laughs> oh no, no no I mean like how do you like prepare it like oh I see what you mean um so I actually if you get the fresh um ones from the supermarket like I do you I just fry it up in some olive oil or avocado oil and then serve it with like a rich tomatoey sauce chopped with cheese and some sort of greens yeah, that sounds so good, actually. It's really good. Like, I'm going to have to make it ASAP because I've just, like, made myself really hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go order some pumpkin gnocchi. Um, I had, which is actually a recipe from our book, um, but our sweet potato and chickpea curry. Mm. And I like to use either kale or spinach, both of which are 
in season. I actually quite yeah. like the texture of how kale holds up in a curry. Say, I would choose kale over spinach in a curry. I know some people don't like kale, so like spinach is a great alternative. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a huge kale fan, but I think depending on how you season slash cook it, it can be delicious. Yeah, because it's quite sturdy. It like holds up. Yeah. So, and you still get a lot of texture, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go order the forking on this book and check out that recipe. It's such a good recipe. Yeah, it's really good. Doesn't your dad like that one? Yes. Oh my God, he loved it. Which is so funny because he yeah. wasn't really a curry person, was he? I know. And um, yeah, there were leftovers from the recipe development testing day. And yeah, he was obsessed with it. I remember That's messaging so you being like, oh my God, like you've yeah. literally just like done something amazing for my dad <laughs> he had some vegetables yay <laughs> um so I've obviously got a few sweet recipes in the mix so I actually have this website I uh, sorry this recipe on my website white chocolate pumpkin spice balls literally Yum. delicious like and then so like an nice energy stuff. ball kind of thing yeah they're made with like almonds coconut um pumpkin spice sorry pumpkin puree cinnamon like nice autumn spices and then covered in white chocolate yeah that actually sounds really good they're really good I like that I'm gonna try and make those I need to get all those ingredients <laughs> for my sweet recipe I have an apple and pear crumble oh and I love like like warmed fruit this time of year as well like yeah any fruit, like rhubarb apple blackberries yeah stewed fruit with like mm. a touch of cinnamon and vanilla extract <sighs> so good so and some good. lemon juice as well yes yeah do you like persimmons depends if they're well spiced slash yeah I, cooked I only like them like sauteed and like butter with yes. cinnamon and like with some honey and yeah nice and like sweet. sticky yeah sticky yeah like really sticky yeah I remember one time I saw on Instagram I think like someone was like oh persimmons are um in season so I was like oh I'm gonna try them you know I've never had them before and I mm. guess I had one that like wasn't right oh god no and oh my god they like what is that sensation in your mouth when they make your like your mouth pucker like all the Not- tannins yeah it like literally like I I had cotton mouth and I like couldn't oh, breathe god. it was so bad <laughs> and then I was really put off them for so long and then um I saw someone else make them and like stewed them and made them all mm. really nice and sticky and gooey. And then I had them and they were amazing with peanut butter. I love doing that with like apricots and peaches as well. Yes. Oh, stewed fruit's just the best. It's but just the best. You can't beat it. Stewed fruit. And then what makes it even better, it was just like a crumble top. <gasps> yeah. So I had apple and rhubarb crumble as well. Yum. I actually don't know if I've ever had rhubarb. It's really nice hot. I would never eat it like cold and like not with something if that makes sense yeah but it, it I feel like it makes things quite pretty doesn't it it's yeah like pink yeah okay maybe I need to add that I just like love like a cinnamon crumble brown sugar kind of top oh I feel like we should do like a nice little autumnal dinner party <laughs> love like Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah we actually do you know what? we we were supposed to do Thanksgiving together, weren't we? A few years ago, then it didn't happen. And then COVID hit. And then, yeah, we need to do that this year. I know. You know, what? it's so funny because like, I've had this conversation with like a few different pockets of like friends and I have like an American friend at work and we're like, we need to do a potluck 
Thanksgiving, like work thing. And then I have like another set of like American friends who are like, we need to do one. And then I know that we need to do one. And so I'm literally going to have like six Thanksgivings this year. I'm so excited. I want to come to all of them. (laughs) You can come to all of them. (laughs) Friendsgiving, bring your own something. You can, you could bring a crumble. Yes, definitely. And my pumpkin spice balls. Yes. Oh my God. That fits so perfect. Yeah. I feel like you, um, you would love besides the Turkey, you would love Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then my other side dish was shredded Brussels sprouts with pesto and pine nuts and Parmesan cheese. So that sounds delicious, but I have a really tragic story. So I used to love Brussels sprouts like at Christmas dinner and just like roasted. And I went to this event in London a few years ago and they had like this amazing bowl of Brussels sprouts. And I literally like grabbed one and put a whole one in my mouth and it was stone cold. And you know how I feel about cold food that should be hot. Thinking about it makes me feel ill and I've never eaten a Brussels sprout again. Oh my God. I thought I it's so traumatizing. You know what I thought you were going to say? Oh God. what? You ever see that prank around Christmas where people like make like a chocolate covered Brussels sprout oh God, and then yeah. wrap it in a Ferrero Rocher yeah, yeah. thing. I thought that was the story <laughs> that you were going to tell. <laughs> no, just simple. Was you know thought it was hot, ate it cold, never looked back. <laughs> yeah, you hate cold food so much. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I feel like Brussels sprouts shouldn't be cold though. No, That's no, like no. Not a nice it honestly thing. was just sickening because I was at an event. I like couldn't spit it out, so I had to eat it. It was awful. <laughs> oh my god, tragic. I know. But my mom makes this dish with pine nuts, Brussels sprouts, and then I think she puts like bacon or pancetta. And I always like used to love the Brussels sprouts and the pine nuts and would just pick away like the bacon because I didn't and never really ate bacon my entire life. And then like one time I was just trying to like, I think I just like dipped it in pesto and that just, I was like, oh, so that's how it should taste. Like it was mm. so good. Uh, it honestly it really does make such a difference as to how you prepare foods as yeah. to the experience that you have with them yeah 100 percent. and in america if you go to trader joe's i'm pretty sure you can get like a pack of shredded brussels sprouts yeah whereas like here like i was gonna say i'm sure you could in america you'd never find that here <laughs> no you probably have to put them in a food processor and like yeah. list them um which is effort which you could do but or i just have no them whole will. like sliced yeah. small kind of thing um but yeah excited for Brussels sprout season I'm sorry you had a tragic experience and I hope that maybe at our Friendsgiving we can turn that around for you we'll see no (laughs) pressure (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah so also just to final to like finish up on the whole foodie chat of our favorite seasonal recipes I also love like chai spice and pumpkin spice lattes and I've actually just ordered some vanilla chai spice latte on Amazon and I can confirm it's delicious I've made white chocolate chai spice balls and I have chai spice lattes in place of my coffee sometimes what is a on... chai spice latte so it's made up of I think I'm pretty sure you can make your own chai spice um it's like cinnamon nutmeg maybe a bit of cardamom I think there's a little bit of like coconut powder in there as well and then vanilla bean and then you just like you brew it as tea and then you yeah add... so it's made it's made with black tea as well and then it says on the pack you're supposed to just brew it with hot water and add like a splash of milk but I make it more of a latte and do like proper like hot frothy milk with it and then just top it up with hot water <laughs> yeah that sounds delicious we do have um a chai spice like um quinoa porridge in our book don't we 
Yes. That one's really good. And yeah. we like literally, I remember when, when I try, like that was one of your recipes. And when I tried it for the first time, you like put the chai tea bags like, yeah. in you the- brew, like a chai yeah. tea. Yeah. I thought that was like, so clever. I've never seen that before, but it was mm. really, really good. Yeah. And it's super easy. Yeah. So definitely um, I recommend. I endorse yes. that. Endorse that chai latte. And then my other thing I had was like ramen. Do you like ramen? Oh, mm, I don't really rate it. Oh my God. I fucking love ramen. I literally just love like noodle soups are just so cozy to me. Mm, I know what you mean. I love like, I'm a huge fan of miso. So if it was like a nice miso. I think you of, would like my yeah. miso mushroom ramen with, with tofu. tofu. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And I do I like it with cabbage, like um, the cabbage. mandolin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just goes so well. Mark's not a huge cabbage person and he'll do kale. So we settle for kale, um, which is also mm. seasonal. I love cabbage soaked in gravy in the winter. <laughs> have you ever had that? No, because I don't really like gravy. Oh, I guess it's like when we have it with roast dinner. We have it's like very a veggie British. gravy. Oh yeah, of course. I forget that you're not like a big roast person. No, I don't really like gravy. We do like at um obviously like at Thanksgiving there's like turkey gravy, but that's not like the gravy that you eat, like mm. or the Brit Brits have. Um obviously it depends on the meat that you're eating because you just take like the extra yeah and like render it down and add some. Yeah, so we have like a mushroom onion type gravy. Yeah, I just think because I never really ate it, it doesn't really appeal to me. Mm. But I can see the appeal. How, yeah, I can see the appeal. <laughs> just like a bunch of like vegetables covered in like a delicious, like savory gravy. Like yeah. I get it. It's just not for me. Yeah. But oh well, maybe I'll change. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about all the foodie stuff. So back to the nutritional side of things. Yeah. So we spoke about the environmental. Mm-hmm. I guess one other thing about the environmental and the sustainability is that like it is really important, especially in England, to support local farmers. I, oh my God, yes. I was going to say that when I, we're obviously renovating the house at the moment, so I'm living with my parents, but there was a local market to me when I was living um, back at my house and Bear and I would go every Tuesday and I wouldn't get any of my fruit and veg on my food shop. So I'd do my supermarket shop on the Monday and then on the Tuesday I'd go to the market and just get all the seasonal fruits and veg and it's actually I think it works out cheaper I think so too I think seasonal it is going to be cheaper and local it is going to be cheaper again you're not paying the cost of transport exactly or like you're not paying the driver fees yeah I used to literally go with a tenner and just get everything I could (laughs) yeah 100 percent. I think that is so good we used to have one when I lived in Seven Oaks again it was like on a Wednesday it was like middle of the week yeah like a really random day in the week yeah but it is so good to just stock up on the local stuff and like it's so important to support the local like farmers and you can always freeze it if you don't use it in time yeah I completely agree um so yeah I think that for the environment for taste and I guess like nutrition wise would you say that foods that are in season have a higher nutrition nutrient value I be, based on the research I believe so yeah do you agree yeah I think I think especially when it comes to certain things like um I mean this might be speculation I don't know if this is actually found in the research but like 
it makes logical sense to me like especially when it comes to like the antioxidants when you think Mm. about like the different colors of foods and like the anthocyanins and beta carotene and things like that I feel like you know when you see yeah when you see a food that's in season it is more vibrant and that vibrancy comes down to like the a lot of the time the antioxidant profile of it or like what are they called like flavanols flavanols or is that what they're called or polyphenols polyphenols yeah like yeah exactly so like um the red orange the orange would be beta carotene Mm -hmm. carrots and sweet potatoes but like obviously like a sweet potato in season or a carrot in season to me I just feel like it's so much more orange or like a deep orange compared to like one that's not in season so for me it just feels like those antioxidants and those like polyphenols are just like more present or I find that with grapefruits as well I love grapefruits when they're in season and they're so much more vibrant and yes. colorful yes when they're in season yeah and even things like mango I know we mentioned it before but like mango yeah. as well oh my god yeah you want that like really um like yellowy orangey juicy appeal yes. you know when it's like pale and you just oh, know it's don't. rock hard like a white pineapple is so distressing <laughs> yeah exactly so I just feel like like you could tell when something's in season because it's nice and vibrant and I do think that trickles down to the nutrient profile Mm -hmm. obviously you know fruits and vegetables always are going to have nutrients and it's not like don't choose it because it's not nutrient dense enough Mm. if you want it have it I just think like you can you can capitalize on the benefits of taste and nutrient density and sustainability by just eating seasonally yeah 100% and I just feel like when you're eating seasonally there's like a whole um like circle of benefits there's like different um what's the word I'm looking for like different pillars that come together um that it's like it's not just like oh eat seasonally because it's like good for your health it's like actually you're supporting the environment you can be supporting your local farmers um you're giving yourself a more satisfying meal because you're getting more nutritional value and taste out of it I just feel like it's a really nice way to look at it that actually there's quite a few reasons why you can benefit from eating seasonally. Yeah, 100%. And I also think like if you go down some of like the non-traditional medicine practices, like more Ayurvedic um, mm. they or like even like traditional Chinese medicine and things like that, I feel like they recommend certain foods based on like the seasons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are like either warming or cooling and they actually utilize a lot of like the seasonal foods as well. So like, it is kind of like an ancient medicinal thing that you just feel better when you eat those foods. Um, If you believe in that stuff or not, I just think it's like nice to think about. All right. We, to be honest, we just got kicked off for recording because I had no space in my storage. So on my computer, so I just cleared some stuff in the trash um, and I forgot where we left off. We were talking about um, just like the kind of herbal um, Ayurvedic kind of, point of view in regards to foods what I was also going to add as well is that it's a nice way to kind of diversify what you're eating yeah um, totally. because for me anyway I like I said I actually eat quite seasonally so when we come into the autumn I'm thinking about all these different root vegetables that I don't necessarily eat that often like parsnips is one of my favorite vegetables and I can't remember the last time I ate it but now that we're coming into autumn I'm like oh I can't wait to roast up some parsnips yes I actually love parsnips so much too they are quite like a fall like I would never eat a parsnip like in the summer no me neither like fall winter hearty Mm, definitely love um yeah I totally agree like in 
it's so good. Like we always talk about switching things up and, you know, plant diversity and gut health and, you know, all of that. And now it's such a great opportunity to like try something new and, you know, it's going to taste so much better now in season mm-hmm. than it would out of season. So if there's any like new vegetables that you want to try, um, that's on your list that maybe you want to revisit. Cause the last time you had it, you were like 12 and you didn't like it. Like yeah. taste buds change and now you can prepare it how you like it. I always think like yeah. if you're trying a new vegetable safe to just like put some soy sauce with it. Always 100%. Tastes good. Or like roast it up even in like some miso. Like I work with some of the work I do with clients is like how to diversify their diet and how can we make food more appealing and exciting and it's like they don't like broccoli and carrots because all they remember is their mum steaming them or like boiling them so they had no flavor at all and serving them up and like making them eat them whereas like now you can roast them in the oven and like make them sticky and flavorsome and spicy garlic Mm. yeah loads of garlic (laughs) yum I love it All right. Well, I feel like that was a great um, chat about seasonal foods. Hopefully we inspired you guys to get into the kitchen and make some of these seasonal recipes um, and tag us if you make any of them. Yeah, please do. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I actually really enjoyed discussing it and hopefully you'll go away feeling more excited about food. I am. I feel like I now have a list of like things I want to cook. Yeah. I've like reminded myself of everything I want to do. So I need to get Romeo Romeo into a bloody nap routine ASAP so I can spend some time in the kitchen. But I will say I feel like um fall foods are much better for batch cooking than summer yes. foods. So 100%. hopefully that will work to your favor. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Well, I'll thank keep you guys. guys updated. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch up with you next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.